visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Let's start with a smart moves quote from Howard Schultz's book, Put Your Heart Into It, How Starbucks Built a Company One Cup at a Time. He said, in this ever-changing society, The most powerful and enduring brands are built from the heart. They are real and sustainable. Their foundations are stronger because they are built with the strength of the human spirit, not an ad campaign. The companies that are lasting are those that are authentic. Listeners, my guest today is Ellen Castro. Chief Energizing Officer and best-selling author on Spirited Leadership. She will give us further insights into Schultz's conviction that the most powerful and enduring brands are built from the heart. Ellen's passion is to energize and uplift others with practical insights, solutions, and wisdom to harness their personal power for greater success regardless of external forces. Welcome, Ellen. It's a pleasure to have you on the show talking about branding, your fuel for greater success. Wow, I love that quote, Marsha. I mean, my, I just it just took my breath away because when I think of branding, it is the human spirit that 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 thrives and builds your brand, and it's not an ad campaign. Um, People often ask me, why is branding important? Because branding, to me, is your niche. It's your differentiator. It's how you want to be known. And as an entrepreneur myself for over 20 years, um, I am very grateful to say that all my business has been through referral and repeat business because of my branding. And And my branding for a long time was just one word, credibility. And, well, I guess two words, credibility and passion. To serve, and with those two, I was able to build my brand. So when when people say, "Well, is branding that important?" It, it absolutely is, because you have to somehow in the marketplace make yourself be not one of the crowd to stand out. And the only way you can stand out is if you have a passion for your customer, and you have a drive for your business, and you know that your business is needed in this world. That's really. 
you know, that's, that is the essence of what you said, why branding is important. Um, but let's, let's uh, uh, dig a little deeper. Um, is branding the same as a mission? And if it isn't, what's the difference? Great question, because a lot of my clients get confused and go, well, we have a mission statement. Um, mission statements, to me, are more formal. They're the ones that the board directors want to read. They're like, you, you see them on the hallways, on plaques, and it says, we are blah, 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 and we blah, 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 blah. And then you ask each and every employee, what's your mission statement? And they go, huh? And they have no clue. Whereas your branding, to me, that's your, that's your mission. That's your rallying cry. I, I almost say it's like the company's mantra. It's almost like when you know Nike, just do it. You know every all their commercials, everything is about just do it. And you know that check mark. When I when I think of um the Common Foundation, because I used to be a volunteer on the board here in Dallas, and they have a huge mission statement. Mm-hmm. Huge. But all you have to do is see that pink ribbon and you know exactly what it's about. So Again, mission statements, I think, are more for the board directors to give them a sense of calm and inner peace that we have a mission statement, Um, whereas branding, to me, is much more personal. It gets back to your quote. It comes from the heart. It's authentic, and it drives the human spirit because... If your brand doesn't drive you to excellence or your brand doesn't passionately resonate within you, then then you have an issue. Um, Can I give you an example? Sure, go ahead. Okay, one of my favorite CEOs, John Jones, bless his heart, he was phenomenal. And um, he had the Partners National Health Plans of North Carolina had this huge mission statement. People were just kind of, their eyes were rolled back. So then he, he, even though they were in North Carolina, he had a retreat of all his vice presidents in Florida. Yay for me, yay for us. And when we were there, he said, we need something that the employees and our staff, and we can really get excited about. So we generated a mission statement, be the right choice. And at the beginning of every meet, and everyone was just like, we want to be the right choice. We want to be the right choice for our providers. We want to be the right choice for our members. We want to be the right choice for our employees. And at the beginning of every meeting and every decision, should it be, be an HR decision, a human resource decision, or if it was, how should we pay this claim, he would always ask the question, is this the right choice? And by having that kind of brand, and by having that commit, everyone, he went from 550 employees to 500 employees in the HMO business when everybody else was losing money, and he earned money. And he would say that a great part of that was that they had, in that brand in their mind, that helped them be the right choice and help people stay on track. I can tell you a different story. I won't tell you the name. <laughs> and uh, their, their brand was We Are the Innovators of the World mm-hmm. and it was like well okay and one of their principles uh, be right the first time so how can you be the right be right the first time if you're going to be innovative Right. So, so the employees were like huh? we're the innovators of the world but we have to do it right the first time and it was just like, 
they didn't they didn't melt. And subsequently, that mission statement, you know, I, I eventually told I said, guys, because I came in as a reality check, and I didn't even I, I loved their mission. So I was like, yay! But then I was in their their cafeteria eating, and I saw their four principles: uh, do it right the first time, uh, follow the rules, and something else. And I was like, whoa! Yeah, and I brought it to the attention. So um, your brand is huge, and it will set the culture. That's a wonderful example, both uh, where the uh, the branding was consistent with the culture of the organization and the principles of that organization, and the second was with the, what their brand and how they actually wanted the people to behave were totally different. Exactly. And you can't, you can't, you have to have consistency. So let's get to that next. Let's say um, I'm a CEO and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm considering branding. Um, what element should I be aware of? What do I need to know? Well, I think, I think Shul said it, they have to come from, it has to go from the heart. <laughs> it has to engage the human spirit. And it has to be authentic. I think a lot of people think branding is, it's got to be sexy. And yes, that's wonderful. It can be sexy, but it needs to be authentic. And for Nike, they made that it is sexy and authentic. Um, so a key, I think, number one, as I've already said, it's got to inspire the heart. It's got to be something that people in the midst of confusion, and today's environment is just everything's chaos, everything's, and well, it would seem that t- times are pretty funky, um, that they need a focal point so that decisions can be made at the most bottom level of the organization, because truly an organization has to be made up of leaders, especially entrepreneurships, because you might only have five people. So those five people better be empowered. <laughs> if you have an organization of 25, they need to be empowered. And if they have that key message that is important. So, number one, it has to inspire the heart. Number two, I think you already mentioned, you have to be very consistent with your message. In other words, in the case of John Jones, where he said we need to be the right choice, then when he, they looked at whether or not they pay certain claims, they based it on is it the right choice versus will it save us money. Mm-hmm. Um, when he interviewed his employees, I think another thing that most people fail to recognize is that everyone that works for you is your brand. Right. And I think that part of your branding, you have to be very aware that you're branding in every single thing that you do. You brand in your letterhead, you're branding in your business cards, you're branding in your key messages. So there be, I believe every company should have three key messages. I mean, you have the rallying kind of branding, but it almost becomes a mantra. It's like, well, if you, if they're stuck in a conversation with a customer, they can say, well, you can count us to be this. Uh-huh. Like if like if it is the right choice, you can count us to, to you know to make the right decision for you. So whatever those key messages are, so that everyone's on the same page. I know that, for instance, and I know I'll probably be very um, probably not politically correct for me to say this. Uh, however, there's a lot of people, young people, who can do a lot of piercing and tattoos, and um, personal choice, good for them. Is that how you want your company branded? Yes. Are they now? Are they in the back office and not going to see a person? Have a great personality that could be very different than they're out meeting the customer. Again, everything, everything defines your branding. Every 
you define your branding as a leader more than anybody because you set the culture and culture beats strategy every time. So I just always tell my client, you say your brand is X. However, we're world class, and yet you let your people come to work with their T-shirts hanging out with their customers. Does that have, for me, that's not world class. Now, if it's a technical tech company where it's casual and that's the way techies are, then great, it works for that. But that's not their mission. So, or their their brand name. I don't want to get things confused. So you have to be very constant in it, and you have to be very consistent in it, and you have to be very clear what your branding is. You can't mess up your branding. Um, that became quite apparent to me when I was writing my book. You know what, Ellen? Yeah. I wonder if you could hold that thought because it's going to be time for a short break, and when we come back... You can tell them, you know, about when you were writing your book. So, listeners, um, we're going to take a short break. This is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moose coach. You're listening to The Business Edge. Stay tuned for Ellen's Stories. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. 
Welcome back. This is Marcia Zottle, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today is Ellen Castro talking about branding your fuel for greater success. And when we ended that last, the first segment, uh, Ellen was about to tell a story about the, her book and the branding advice that she got. So, Ellen, what, what what was this about? Well, it was kind of humorous because as an executive coach, I'm always out giving people advice and have all of a sudden Edgar give you advice. It's like, huh? <laughs> but she was very right because my, my point being at this is that I would confuse the readers. I would... For instance, if my, my, my branding is skyrocketing people to success, then I need to use words like fuel. I need to use words like energizing. I need to use words like high octane. I don't need to use words like feed their soul or um, something that just doesn't resonate with what your image is. And I've noticed that when you're talking about the smart moves coach, every word has been crafted that matches Smart Moves Coach because branding doesn't just happen. It doesn't just like a woo. It, it takes it takes time and it takes consistency and it takes refining. And I mean, when she wrote that and said, if you're talking about skyrocketing to success, then you need to be talking about fuel. You need to be talking about the stars. You need to be talking about reaching new heights. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Because your message, again, it goes back to that consistency and that constancy. And get, give people, people love stories, so keep the story the same. Like I loved you, I loved when you introduced yourself and said less stress with more success. Because that's part of something that I use in my, I was like, yay! I mean, because people need to hear the, hear the same words over and over again. Um, I, I just, as a point of reference, uh, in, when you're doing management, change course and people say well I tell the people already three times it takes 27 times for someone to hear a message and get it and your branding has to be heard at least 27 times internally at least 27 times externally and that's just for people to even start remembering your branding wow um that, you know, that sums it all up because it's the consistency and I can see from and the words you use to convey who you are and what you do. So you do use words like skyrocketing and fuel and you're the energy, you know, energy and all that. Well, someone else who has a different brand will mm-hmm. be using different words. So that I think that's a great hint. And I'm going to I'm going to be working on my a smart moves brand to make sure I'm using, I'm consistent. Um, you know, we talked about that, and now um, I, I'd like to uh, the listeners to hear more about examples of branding that works because we need we could always hear about those that don't work, but we need role models for those companies that we can identify with and say, oh, this is what they're doing. Maybe I can do something similar. So give me some examples. Some other examples. I mean, it's just so fascinating when it comes to branding. Like I mentioned Nike. Everyone knows Nike. You know the Komen Foundation Pink Ribbon. And I'm saying that somebody in this audience could be the next Nike, could be the next um, Komen kind of branding. I don't think we should put limits on our success. I can personally tell you of some that have been very, very 
um, exciting to that I personally see changes in organizations, such as I saw with um, John Jones Organizational Part- Partners National Health Plans. There was a group of uh, senior executives. They could not agree on it, so we led an exercise, and, it, and it's a tech company. And so, of course, you had – and. Well, let's just put, whenever you have a group of executives, you have a lot of ego. And no one could agree on something. So then, as we went through, I said, okay, what's the essence of your message? What do you want to be known for? What, what do you really want your employees to say? That's my rallying cry. And we came up with loved by our customers, feared by our competitors. I am telling you, it lit such a fire for that organization. They had, they had the T-shirts made. They had the big, um, and I think another thing, once you finally do decide on your brand, celebrate it. They had this big celebration. Uh, they had, gave out the T-shirts. Uh, they showed how uh, they had a padlock because a padlock was what was going to be their key to the success. And then they unlocked love by our customers, fear by our competitors. And then they came up with their four um, key values. And people were just like, and, and they made it so real to the people. So that was just, I mean, it was, and I was just doing it last week, and someone says, I love that one, I'm going to, we're going to use that one. I said, well, no, you can't, that's just it, you can't use someone else's brand. Because <laughs> I said, you know, it, it worked for them because of their high, I mean, they're in technology, and they're in the security, there's Adobe, there's McAfee. I mean, you have all these players out there, there's Kempiski, it was like, for them that work, for this other organization, it's like borrowing someone's brand is like borrowing, and I use this, it's borrowing their spirit. What is your brand? And I, and I think it goes back to the brand can only work if it resonates within the people of your organization. Mm-hmm. And for them to come up with, oh, uh, we came up with this, and then they go, well, yeah, I, my friends who work at so-and-so already have that one, then they're going to see that they're just, they didn't come up with it. And so there is that whole thing of authenticity. So I think when it comes to the brand, it's about the essence. I had this other organization. This was hysterical. Uh, they had hired somebody else to help them do all this stuff, and they, they sent me all this paperwork, and they still couldn't get it done. I go, ah, oh, give me. It's not that difficult. And so, I mean, within three hours, we came up, and, and I will tell you this, this customer, their American Airlines Center. And... They and and they came up with making memorable experiences together. That's what American Center Airlines does. It puts on events. It does the stars. It does that. And all of a sudden, they they start using that as making memorable experience. So that when they hired, they because they you know they do a lot of part time staff because of. The, you know, the time they hired based on will you will you make the customer have a memorable experience? And they were able then to to uh, filter out people who would be able to do it versus those who don't either couldn't do it or didn't think it was important to do. Exactly, and it became their filter, and it wasn't, and they, and it was very easy. To, it wasn't about age. It wasn't about sex. It wasn't about color. It wasn't about anything. It was about can you make, and, and so that's you, you and. That's just kind of like wow, okay. And then all the, the all the members knew that, and they got they all got windbreakers with that on it. 
and and they would have customers say, making memorable experiences, what does that mean? That we're here to make you have a good time. I mean, it was just wonderful. And and especially in that organization where I think sixty percent of their, their of their population is part time contractors. And, and you know that and that's what's so wonderful. If you have a good brand, part timers are just as excited as full timers. You know, it reminded me of a of a story, of an experience I had real briefly um, that um, that you know there were part timers and full timers, and the part timers wanted to wear the jacket that the full timers did, and therefore, um, you know, but they weren't allowed to because mm-hmm. these were only for full timers. You know, the 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 jacket and the hat, and these part timers, how did they? They didn't feel engaged in the company. They there didn't feel go. engaged in the um, in the organization. So um, you know, so it's really important that everyone ties in uh, to that to your branding. So you know, let's move on to. You've talked about positive experiences and things that worked for companies, but what have you found as the Achilles' heel of branding? What do they need to be aware of? I think the Achilles Hill branding is that most of us live unconsciously. And what I mean by that is that we're not conscious most of the time in our communications. So if we say um, to, we're going to be the right choice, but then we say make that decision and it's not the right choice because it's just cheaper or it's faster, it's more expedient. Or let's just, here's another example. Let's say your brand is that you, excellence, that's your brand. But then you, your peop, you tell your people it's more important to make the ship date than it is to have the, the quality product out. And you do it not consciously thinking, oh, I'm screwing up our brand, but you are. Yes, I mean, and 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 I think that's that's the Achilles here. It's so very, it's so easy to talk about branding when credibility was my key branding word for probably eighteen eighteen years of the over twenty that I've had my business. Every, at night, I would go after every interaction. I said, "Was I credible with that?" Because we all slip up, and when you're not credible with your own brand, then I've been known to call my client and say, I apologize. I handled that wrong. You know, someone I heard says exactly what you're saying, which is always ask yourself, am I on brand or am I off brand? Exactly. And if I was off brand, sometimes we do. We do get off brand. And then to do something about it, like you apologized to to a client or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have about a, just a couple of minutes left. What else would you like to say about the Achilles heel of branding? Is there anything else that they, I, that I they think, have to be aware of? I, I would think the other thing that's very important is that you have to, number one, the leader has to exhibit and model the brand. Uh, preaching about it is Worthless. It was, I think, Albert Schweitzer who said that example is the only thing that influences. Uh, and I think that you have to give positive reinforcement for the people who are doing the branding correctly because what gets rewarded gets done. So if you're in the process of a new branding, then hand out 
kisses, um, Hershey kisses, not real kisses and get in trouble, or handout lifesavers, or handout payday and say, payday, you just, you just did a good branding effort. So I, I think you have to be, you as a leader have to be very conscious because you set the tone for the organization. And then when people see you set the tone and they start setting the tone, then you, you reward them. So, yay, payday, you did great. And it can, it can be a candy bar. People love recognition. There's three universal needs of people, a sense of belonging, a sense of recognition, and belong to something greater than yourself. And that's what branding does. It helps them belong to something, helps them feel and, and it's a way to, to, to acknowledge people for helping you differentiate the brand. And it gives them a greater purpose than just showing up for work. So, I mean, now, branding can serve many, many needs. And on that note, because I love the way you ended that, we are going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, branding and and how does it interact with culture? So uh, this is Marcia Zino, your Smart Move Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge. And stay tuned to hear Ellen. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is The Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Ellen Castro talking about branding, your fuel for greater success. And you, you have mentioned it before, 
Ellen, but I think it's really important about the interrelationship between branding and culture. So does branding drive the culture or does culture drive the brand? It's like the chicken or the egg. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever found out the answer. Who was the chicken or the egg here first? I think it's the same thing. I think that if you have a strong branding, then definitely it will drive a, a better culture. Just like if you have a strong leader who, who embodies the brand is going to create a culture that then radiates the brand. Uh, at the same time, I've, I've worked with some nonprofits, and the and the 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 brand is so important. It drives it that what they're working on is so important that it almost drives the other way. So again, I think they're so interrelated, and that's where it goes back to that consistency. Everybody in the organization needs to know what the branding is. There should be no doubt as to what the branding is. And everybody should be engaged with the branding. So uh, I think it's a great question. I if, I wish I knew the I knew the answer, but I do believe it's a leader who drives the culture, and so the leader has to really believe in the brand itself, so that they can then again acknowledge people who are who are branding and, and doing doing the brand correctly. You know. A, a, a thought comes to my mind because, um, you know, you work with, uh, I believe, the Corman, Susan F. Corman. Yes. And uh, they had a little hiccup a couple uh, years ago. And um, without going into any details, um, I think it really affected their brand. And um, And so, you know, what are they doing to bring that brand up. Are you aware of anything like this? I, I, I just... am not aware of it because that was a years ago when I was on the Komen board here in Dallas. But I would say it's the same thing as a Tylenol brand when it had the big scare. And you have to proactively rebuild your brand. If you do something that messes up your brand, I mean, what they did, they took it in the chin and said, didn't matter how much it costs, we're going to correct it because your lives are important to us. People won't forget that. I still buy Tylenol because of that. So I think that there are times when we have hiccups. I think that when you have hiccups, and going back to when I have a hiccup, I apologize immediately to my clients, and I say, how can I make it better to you? How can I resolve this? And I think that life happens, and we're always going to have hiccups, and we're always going to be human, that you have to then proactively communicate your responsibility for it and your accountability and your solution for fixing that. And I think that's a great lesson for everyone. The idea is that um, what you, it's not, it's not only what you say, it's what you do. That's what people remember. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, So, you know, we talked a lot about branding, and you started to mention about the leader being responsible. Mm-hmm. Can you touch on that more, and then who else should be responsible for branding? Um, I think initially it'd be kind of like when I get together with a C group, or or it can be a team lead. It doesn't always have to be a C group, because if you have a department that's having problems, you get the department leaders, the managers, directors to come up with it. Um Initially, they should be the first ones to, it's very difficult if let's say you try and get 500 people to do it. 
or if you mm-hmm. even 50 people to do it. So if you can get that core group of people who are the, the leaders or in case of change, the, the, the change advocates and the change agents and get them in the room, they can do a draft copy and, and, and draft it out, and then they can then go out and start communicating to their troops going, this is what we're thinking. Does it inspire your heart? Does it get you excited? And then because people have to somewhat feel like they're part of this whole process, Yes. And that's how you get them to make, be part of the process. But, but someone initially has to do it. I should strongly suggest that this is not something you outsource because I think you can outsource this, outsource this after you come up with your essence because uh, I'm, I'm trying to think how to say this without making myself sound good. Um, to have someone help you do it is totally different than outsourcing it. Yes, yes. And I think that uh, you can get professionals to help you kind of tr- get the message going because it is very, this is not an easy process, but I would definitely not outsource it to one of the big agencies and say, hey, this is what we want. I'm sure that when Herb Kelleher started Southwest Airlines, when he met with the same advertising company that still does his advertising, he said, this is, what we're, this is our essence, and they were able to, to run with that. But no one knows the essence of your company better than the employees themselves. And I think also what you're saying to add on to it is, of course, it's important that the key people come up with the essence of it. But sometimes you need uh, an outsider to 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 uh, provide feedback or to ask questions. Because I know when I start asking questions. Let me understand a little more. They say, well, is that how it's coming across? No, no, no. That's not what we mean. Right. So, so, so that's, I think that's what you're trying to say. To facilitate the process. Because, again, I don't know the essence of a company as much as that, but I can facilitate them and give them reality checks. And I think that why a lot of these branding, because I'm working with an organization just re- start two weeks ago, and they said, we've, we've never been able to do it. And that's because they can't. They don't have the skills. And you have too many people with too many competing visions. And with the branding, what that is, is when I say chunk up, it's what is the essence? Let's cut through all the ego. We need to have this word or this word. What is your essence? And you can ask some real questions and say, is that really your essence? And then people say, well, I want us to be trustworthy. Well, what does that really look like? What are the three contributors of trustworthy? So, again, branding to me is very personal, and it's the essence of your company. And it needs to be that when you throw it against the wall, it sticks. It sticks, and then let's go to the next step, and I think you, you, you touched on it, is once you have your essence, how do you filter it down through the organization and make it stick from at the, uh, you know, at the front lines? What are some of the things that your companies that you work with have done to do that? Well, I think, like, I love, American Airlines did it really right. John Jones did it really right. What they did, John Jones... Uh, and in American Airlines, the president and CEOs of, of the organizations had called everybody in the auditorium and cel- made a big celebration out. It had balloons flying, everything. Saying, "This is it. This is us. Do you agree with it? Um, and what do you think?" And then, they, and then, then they had department meetings. Everyone had a department meeting to go to very different, per, you know, to every department. And then the sub departments had their meetings. 
And then the, the both the, both presidents that I know, they actually went to individuals, picked it out individuals, and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And they made it very personal. This is a very personal exercise, and you roll it out in different ways. It's in your newsletter. It's in your photos. You have a wall that where people can write their names saying that we agree to this uh, branding uh, because when people sign, you can have people walk up and sign this, this new rallying pride. It's like, do you commit to this? And then people can clap when they commit to it. There are so ways that you can celebrate and distribute this message if you if you act like it's a big deal, and you, and, and the, you act like a big deal because you're passionate about it. And it always gets back to your branding. You have to be passionate about it. Like, I'm passionate about facilitating greatness. I'm passionate about that. So I can't just blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's what this branding is. You have to be so passionate about that, even if you're an introverted CEO, that when you sit, say there, they look at you and they can see that smile, in your, that glint in your eye. So it rolls down from the top. Yes. And it goes from level to level to level. Yes. And now I'm going to be a devil's advocate here. Yes. Let's say that you did a great rollout and things are going fine. And then, you know, we get complacent. Right. How do we keep that going? That's a great question because that's about being conscious. And I say when you're initially rolling this out, you can't be, you can't repeat it enough. And I, and I think this is when you start handing out the Hershey Kisses, the Lifesavers, and everything when people are doing something with the branding. Um, I think you can ch- do screensavers that, that for the company that have the screensavers. I think y- you, you know in your company when things are starting to go awry. And I think the most important thing to do is that at every meeting, especially when you're going interdepartment, you know, across departments, because departments tend to have issues with other departments, that you use that as your baseline for collaborating. I mean, your, your branding is your, is your anchor for collaborating throughout the whole organization. It's, it's your anchor for getting teamwork across the entire organization. It should be an organization of two or an organization of 500 or an organization of 1,000 or an organization of 5,000. That branding should begin of every single meeting and yes. say, we're going to think when we, when we make our decisions today, we're going to go by this. Are we being the right choice? Are we making memorable experiences together, which includes this meeting? And these meetings can be very dry. And I would like to add one other point because we just have a short time left to really make it stick from my perspective is it needs to be part of your performance appraisal. Are you being, are you being evaluated on how you carry out the mission? Very have, good. Have you seen the branding? That? You're right. Yes. So it is a company-wide endeavor and it hits every department and it needs to be integrated into the system and into how people work. It's the culture. The culture, the culture is what do we do here? How do we make it work? Right. So, you know, uh, Ellen, this has been just wonderful. I've learned so much. I hope the, the group, uh, the listeners have as well. And when we come back, Ellen is going to tell you about how to contact her and to find out more about what she does and more about branding. So it's time for a short break. This is Marsha Zilo, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge and stay tuned.
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today has been Ellen Castro with insights about branding. And it was such, she talks about passion and being passionate. Well, she exemplifies the passion for helping organizations and for helping people uh, to be successful. So, um, Ellen, how can people contact you and, and, and learn more about you and about branding? Well, I just first want to say that in the fall of 2013, the third edition of Spirited Leadership was released, and it has many of the thoughts we've discussed today, because I think we need constant reminders about being conscious and how do we brand. Um, It's also been selected as a winner of the 2014 award winner, finalist by the International Latino Book Awards. Please visit my website at www.ellencastro.com for more information. And be sure to sign up for my monthly newsletter. I love doing it. It's chock full of insights and practical tips to harness your personal power to live your best life ever, regardless of external forces. And you know how those external forces are working today. You can also follow me on Twitter at Igniting Spirit. And I have a blog, Skyrocketing 
skyrocketing you to success to get energized. And as Chief Energizing Officer, officer I get so nervous talking about myself. <laughs> I facilitate greatness so that you can live wider and brighter with more success. My personal email is ellen, E-L-L-E-N, at E-L-L-E-N-C-A-S-T-R-O.com. You're just an email away to greater success with less stress. Well, thank you so much, Ellen. It was a delight to have you on. Thank you, Marsha. You're wonderful. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Fun at work, a great way to get employees engaged. Rubber chickens, cheese head hats, and chattering teeth starts the article, A Look at Where People Work, from Wall Street Journal several years ago. It focused on David Novak, chairman and CEO uh, at Yum Brands, who hangs, uh, hands out classic gag gifts to recognize employees, motivate engagement, and create positive energy. He said, I don't want to give away clocks or plaques. I really want to shock the system. Here's how he shocks the system. He presents wind-up teeth with feet to employees, managers, and franchisees that show them walking the talk. He passed out hundreds of these, each with a personal message, scrawled in pen, and a check for $300. In his office, Novak also displays novelties and silly hats from team leaders who are encouraged to create their own agenda. A larger-than-life cardboard cutout of a rubber chicken was given to him from KFC employees. Novak continues. He says, Our business is about people, and we found that if we build teams where people feel valued, we end up with less turnover, more satisfied customers, and more profitability. Recognition is linked very strongly to results. I want to reward people, but I want to do it in a spontaneous way. What I'm saying with these awards is what they do really matters. It's a great way to create positive energy and drive performance. Listeners, as you can see, recognition and appreciation do not have to be in the form of fancy awards or even bonuses. A lot can be gained by a manager doing simple things that can cost almost nothing, but they can pay off substantially in terms of employee engagement and discretionary effort. The difference between what employees must do to keep their jobs and what they are truly capable of contributing. So here's a smart loose tip for you. Having fun at work is an effective business strategy. It helps foster an environment that attracts workers, engages them, and makes them want to stay. And during these difficult economic times, it can also lessen the feeling of stress and anxiety. Besides, people who have fun together usually work better together. So as a leader, how well do you encourage a fun atmosphere? Did you know that sometimes a jelly donut or a handshake is an effective as a, as a bonus. However, 
And this is what I like to tell my clients is, well, one person's carrot is another's yucky yellow vegetable. So get five, 50 ways to engage your best people and not break the bank. Contact me at Marsha at Smart Moves Coach or call me 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Are you on the top of your game? My guest is Mike Muni, and he will answer these questions. His success as an entrepreneur and co-founder of Act Software is because of his belief that meaningful businesses comes from meaningful relationships. Join us on April 23rd at 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern on the Business Edge. Here's your final smart move tip for the coming week. Don't allow yourself, your people, or your business to get comfortable with the status quo. The biggest mistake many of us make is to think what makes us successful so far will continue to make us successful in the future. Remember, somewhere in the world, something has changed overnight. You better figure out how to deal with it. That's just the way it is, and you'll be kidding yourself if you thought otherwise. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening to the Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, your executive coach and speaker. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 